Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace Embrace You First, First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Hi, welcome to our nourishment series. Today we're going to do a deep dive as to why it's a necessity to nourish you now. When it comes to nourishment, knowledge is power, but it doesn't become powerful until we take action, but yet it requires some kind of linking or bridging to have us take action. So what exactly. does that mean? Yeah, we need to know why in order to be fueled to do we need to know why to do and my why around nourishment around nourishing my body and my my soul my mind with healthy food it comes from a place of I want to feel good right now but I also understand that genetics play a big role and I want to keep my genes silenced the not so healthy ones as long as I possibly can and sadly my father was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes before he sadly passed from it back in 2009. Mm. Uh, So he um, also knew how to eat healthy and having, you know, children with uh, who are healthcare practitioners who knew all the had the knowledge and shared the knowledge, he didn't necessarily uh, have the ability to apply um, all of the knowledge. So we want to teach you, we want to teach you why, but also we're going to teach you how later. But first, again, what drives me is knowing that I can keep my genes silenced by eating super healthy food and lifestyle has that kind of impact. And my mother has essentially type three diabetes, which as you know, or may have heard that Alzheimer's now is considered the type 3 diabetes where literally glycosylated blood sugar or um, red blood cells like so sugar stuck to your red blood cells which is essentially type 2 diabetes um, can now damage your brain cells so that's why they call it type 3 diabetes Um, and so she has lost her memory and some days there there are days where she doesn't remember who my children are who I am and some of the stories, actually the most recent story, sorry, are about Norbert Nipkin and how he comes to visit. Sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent right now. And uh, yeah, and so how she goes um, up into the trees with Norbert Nipkin, which is super funny and entertaining, but super sad at the same time. So to go to that level. So do I want to be in a nursing home? Because that's the safest place for her. She gets the best care. Do I want to be in a nursing home with dementia? Absolutely not. So that's what drives me. I don't want to be telling my children stories about Norbert Nipkin unless it's with a book or my grandchildren, right? So I know. So, So basically, and I know that there are certain things that 
I can do to delay the onset even if I have the genes, right? So right. why not take that knowledge and and use knowledge as power and then and apply it and not die of a massive heart attack at the age of 62 like my father. Right. Oh. So, yeah, so I mean it's it's like those griefs that drive me, but it also you know, I, I mean, it, it drives me, but it also, then I bring myself back and I, and I think, well, what is it about eating healthy and nourishing my body and my mind now? I want to feel good now. So it's not just about genes. How about your genes? Absolutely. Are genes a big role for you and to, yes. of motivating you to nourish? Totally. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it's interesting the why, because I find that why is transitional as well. Mm-hmm. Because at a younger age, the why is different than now in my fifties, right? Mm-hmm. So in the present moment, that absolutely, the why what is, I look at my parents and they're both type 2 diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. So all which could have been prevented and mm-hmm. unfortunately for them, they're coming from a long history, culture of association with specific types of food and, and you know, it, it's difficult for them to shift and change and I'm like, no, you know, I let's halt it now in this generation mm-hmm. for the future generation not just for myself for my child for the next generation that we actually have the uh, cap- capability of accessing right like yes you know if we're able to teach others like wow how awesome is that Absolutely. so that's why we're doing this yes right? so, preventing chronic illness yeah getting you to live a healthy life spend less healthcare dollars and spend that money on you instead and enjoying life. That's right. Things that you love to do. Why wait and go through the rush, rush, rush and not take time now to nourish yourself and wait until you're 50 and then you're using medicine. Let's use, you know, like Hippocrates says, you know, use, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, And Chinese um, Proverbs says it very similarly because mm-hmm. really food is medicine. Yes. And in fact, if you're having to take medicine, it's kind of like you've lost it already. Yeah. Food yes. is medicine. Exactly. Right. And it's so important to nourish your body among the other three pillars of good health. So the pillars of health, it's one of the really important pillars of health. We've got good food and nourishment. We want to move. We want to nourish our minds. We want to have a healthy mindset through life. And we want to sleep well. Mm-hmm. So, and that those all feed off of each other. Yes. And I'm going to add in, in our relationship with other people as well. So the connection. Yes. The connection through yeah. mind. Yes, absolutely. So one of the most important pillars is to nourish yourself so well so that you can do all of that. So we can sleep better, move mm-hmm. better, connect better. Yes. And feel good now. So those are a lot of whys. Um, some more important or very important whys around health are... Um, even bringing you know to the concept of good energy and and weight, so carrying a healthy weight, which is such a big issue in today's world. I think forty two percent of Americans um, have obesity, and that's a huge number, right? So North yeah. Americans and um, and all preventable. And, yes, really. Yes, you know. I mean, it, it, this is not a segment to blame. No. Not at all. It's just, you know, we, we just need more knowledge, which yes. is powerful, but then we need to take action along with that. Yeah, right? and there's so much around that why, you know, 42% of Americans are mm-hmm. obese. And we also have to remember that obesity, overweight, it doesn't matter where you are on your journey. As a woman, you want to embrace you now as you are, love you, 
see your beauty, own your beauty, no matter what weight you are. Because part of the journey to get to a healthy weight, if that's your goal, is embracing yourself and loving yourself. And otherwise you get to the end and then you expect more and more, right. more weight loss or more weight gain if that's your goal. Yeah. It's like, it's embracing yourself as you are In the now. moment now. Because, and, and in fact, embracing yourself doesn't mean that I'll embrace myself once I'm at this weight, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. It's literally like, I love myself in my skin, in my body now. Yes. And it's not really about focusing on the weight. It's about focusing on your health and how you feel in the moment. Yeah, and the moment you take the steps to nourish with healthier food, you start feeling better right away. And it doesn't matter how much weight you're losing. It's that you're applying the tools to get to a healthy right. weight. Exactly. It's the journey that always matters. Yes. Absolutely. And not perfection. Never perfection. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to add this piece about the why for myself. So, sure. you know, whether you are just about to try to conceive or when you have a child like me, I was thinking, gosh, like I was 44 when I had my daughter, Zoe, and it's not even just, and that's why I said, you know, in the beginning of our podcast, I said it's a necessity because mm -hmm. to me, if we don't have our health, how can we have a long life? And gosh, I don't want to, first of all, I want to stick around for a very long time because mm -hmm. I only have one child and I already started late. So mm -hmm. I better, you know, do the due diligence yes, and be a good, to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Right. To keep mm -hmm. up, to run with her and all that. Mm -hmm. But also if I'm going to leave, live a long life, I might as well feel good. Yeah. I don't want to be in a wheelchair and have no. her care, care for me. Right. There's no point. Yes. Right? I don't want to be a burden. Right. So it's my responsibility to take care of me now. And that's not selfish. It's about being able to take care of everyone else. Yeah, to be yeah. our best selves so that we can take care of the people in our lives. Absolutely. I love that you said that. It's not selfish. It feels selfish. When you think about it first, even that whole analogy we went back to, you know, with the plane, plane is turbulent, the masks drop. We all think we're going to put the masks on our loved ones first, but we can't do that. We'll pass out. So yeah. we have to nourish, nourish ourselves first. So even when making decisions around nutrition, a lot of uh, patients will say, you know, I have to make two meals and three meals and... No, you don't. You actually want to make meals for the family. We'll get all into that at another episode. because. But I have to say, we do make a couple of meals. In fact, I was mm. grateful because my husband made three meals yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yes. Right. Crazy. Amazing. Anyway, that's so, a whole other So we'll thing. come back to that. Let's just jump back to the obesity uh, discussion for a moment because maybe a lot of people actually don't recognize that they are overweight because if 42% of us are obese and a whole bunch of us are overweight... How do we even recognize what healthy is? Well, we don't because, no. you know, the baseline now is skewed. Right. right. So we think that maybe if we're just slightly overweight and then maybe that affects us and we'll talk about diabetes in a moment, but we end up being pre-diabetic just at a slightly overweight weight because of our genes. We're not even recognizing that that may be the contributing factor. So um, making sure just to even just understand that body mass index healthy is 20 to 25. You don't need perfection. But just understanding that your weight on your frame, there's a body mass index calculator that you can go online and Google search BMI calculator and insert your weight and your height and figure out what it is. And healthy is 20 to 25, 25 to 30 is considered overweight, 30 to um, 35 is obese. And then anything above 35 is considered what we call morbidly obese, which my patients cringe at. And I say, all that means is it increases your risk for 
morbidity, like chronic illness, right. so type 2 diabetes and osteoarthritis and heart disease and such. So it doesn't mean it's like a death sentence, like, you know. No, and and so I love it that you gave the, the website for it, but what I don't want and the slippery slope of obsession. Yes, true. And, you know, self-worth through numbers. No. We don't want that. But it just right? kind of gives people a general yes, idea. Of where are you at? Yes, the So baseline. that you don't necessarily focus exclusively on your weight because you might feel and and actually something really important to note is you might actually be in an overweight category and have bigger bones so there's different body types yes so yes. just understanding that you may be like a mesomorph carry more muscle or bigger bones and so then you're in a higher bmi calculator or uh, category i should say and that you're still actually healthy so that's why you put the whole picture together but it's just yes. nice to have that general assessment rather than and just focusing on weight it's like hundred percent and then let's bring in this because there's some people like you and i we're slim and we are predisposed mm-hmm. right like and so yes so yes. we can't just ignore it's not no. just pure weight right so i had a patient yesterday funny enough who um, actually she's wanting to gain 10 pounds because she lost 10 she's only shy of 100 pounds and she is type 2 diabetic so she has yeah. type 2 diabetes and she's shy of 100 pounds uh, she had surgery and lost weight so it's it's figuring out you know what are your metabolic parameters meaning what does your blood say and and what does your genes say that might trigger that and she actually doesn't even have genes to increase her risk which is even scarier at least not, not known genes right so but it's recognizing that weight isn't always the factor right. knowing that you are somewhat healthy helps mm-hmm. and then having a target but then recognizing that some people are trying to gain and some people are trying to lose, but it's more than weight and it's the journey to just eating and nourishing your body and mind with good foods that will give you good metabolic parameters, Absolutely. meaning healthy lipids, cholesterol, um, healthy, healthy blood pressure, right? So it's not just weight. So I want to just add in that Chinese proverb because I, I couldn't get it out of my mouth first. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> He, he that takes medicine and neglects diet wastes the skills of the physician. So, mm. you know, really it's about balancing and considering the value, medicinal value of foods as you eat. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can see that this podcast can just keep on going forever. So I want to just, you know, speak to the realities of our earth right now. Mm. Right? You know, I know, mm-hmm. what is it, 114 million people in China have diabetes so in sheer numbers Mm -hmm. china's number one india's number two Mm -hmm. u.s is number three but one in three canadians have type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes pre-diabetes one and tell us what this is so what is diabetes diabetes essentially is when your blood is sticky what does that mean sticky so sticky with sugar so in our where blood is made up of red blood cells and within the center of each red blood cell we have a little protein called hemoglobin Literally, if we overconsume sugar or if our body's not working well to absorb that sugar, which I'll get to in a second, our blood becomes sticky. Yes. Because our sugars bind to those little hemoglobin, those protein molecules within our blood. Yes. So we want to actually say that we do require sugar. We do. Uh, you know, yes. to be a human being, to be alive. Yes. That's and what we, fuels us and gives us right. our energy. So the energy needs to go into the cells. Mm-hmm. We However, need to absorb it in our brain and our muscles yeah. to be able to to use it for energy. However, the issue is when it gets overloaded and we end up with kind of maple syrupy blood. That's kind of like pre-diabetes. When it's starting to get a little sticky 
and our bodies can't use the sugars a prop, uh, you know, properly. And we have this special, lovely little um, endocrine gland called the pancreas. So one of our organs called the pancreas, and it shunts out insulin every time in response to every time we eat. Mm-hmm. The problem is that every time we have a big sugar load or if we're over-consuming sugar, if our body perceives that we're over-consuming sugar, and we'll talk about what sugar even is, Yes. Um, but when we over-consume it, then our receptors, which are these like little essentially uh, locks that receive mm-hmm. the message, which is the key, the insulin, they get overwhelmed and they're like, stop yelling at me. And eventually they just ignore. They're just like, they're like, I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm just going to just sit here. Yes, right? <laughs> Literally. And so then the, the, the sugar like kind of floats around, gets sticky. And then that's where if it gets too crazy sticky, it becomes more molasses like a really slow moving river. Great analogy. Right? And then of course, then you have a whole host of chronic issues, right? So you pre disposed to um, strokes, cardiovascular illness. Yes, because the blood is not getting there properly and your vision loss. Yes, vision loss. Kidney damage, high blood pressure. Yes. So those are the worst case scenarios. A lot of people go through life, even with diabetes, not getting to those and nth degrees or losing limbs for example yes but there are many people who do and it's also not just about there's such a big range there's actually a really special test that i love called the hba1c test that you can run and figure out where you sit because it's a it's a range but we don't necessarily all want to sit in the you know uh, the pre-diabetic range which is where one in three one in three yeah it's insane we want to be optimally sitting in the under 5.5 is the number the special magic number category because we feel better at that so it's not just about trying to not get vision loss and go blind and and lose limbs it's like how, how do we feel our best and a lot of people don't realize that you know, they're feeling tired because exactly. their blood's a bit stickier. Exactly, exactly. Right? It, it, it enhances our vitality and mm-hmm. energy if you're eating more properly. And mm-hmm. what else? Oh, even like joint pains. Yeah. Right? Like when you're sticky, like things just don't work and move as well. Right. And right? actually, I'll bring it back to wait for one in- instance for one moment because I think that's important to know. This was a powerful fact that I tell a lot of patients and they, they think, wow. So for every pound of extra weight that you have for your body and where you sit best, it's an additional three pounds of force on your joints. So that's why they prescribe yes. weight loss for osteoarthritis of the knees, for example. So because yes. even if you just lost 10 pounds, that's 30 pounds less force. Which is amazing, knees. which is right? amazing. And then here's another fun fact. We yeah. eat about 88 pounds of sugar on average wow. a year. Like seriously, guys, that's... Yeah. That's literally physically up to here on me. <laughs> literally. <laughs> if we stick sugar in me, like that's like oh I'm my. filled up, right? Wow. That's, that's a crazy. good visual. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yes. And and let that be a visual guide for you to mm-hmm. say, oh my gosh, maybe I need to cut it down a bit, right? Yeah. And so, we're going to do a whole sugar podcast too, yes. just to kind of explain to you, what does that even mean? What Where do we get sugar from our diet? Because it's not just eating like, you know, table sugar, putting it in our coffee, that kind of thing. It's beyond understanding. It's, it, I mean, sugar is in every every uh, complex starch, uh, whether it be refined or not refined. So we'll go into more details about where you are getting that 88, you say 88 pounds? 88 pounds. Wow. Yes. Where you're getting that sugar. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So important. And, you know, we need to close up because we just want bite-sized information for you so that you can like chew on it, reflect upon it. And let that be a guide to your transformation in your life. And by the way, transformation doesn't mean like, bam, I do like a whole 180 and like shift, Mm -hmm. right? It's literally like little things that you can tackle 
right. day after day, consistently yes. over time, that can have a huge effect. Yes, and right? knowing your why. What is your why? You know, we're talking about family history, and I don't know if we have enough time to get into um, our personal whys, even our own health. Did you want to talk about that? Well, we're we kind of off? running out of time, so I think we can I talk about you. that another time. <laughs> yes. and, but, you know... <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> it's a love fest. I love doing it this is. with you because yes. you know what? Because we talk about Norbert Nipkin and, <laughs> and our yeah. wise and our and wise. I love it. But yes. and so to and to, to just like cap form. it up, mm-hmm. like you know, really, it's again, you know, how do we shift from the knowledge of gosh, you know, there's an obesity crisis, there's a diabetic epidemic, never mind the coronavirus right? right but you know this is like real stuff and how do we transform this individually before we start to impact the rest of this earth we want global health mm-hmm. and it starts with you mm-hmm. and you get to take charge but you can't do that unless you have your own personal clarity mm-hmm. so please your homework today after this just reflect and ask yourself well why is it important for me to be healthy we want to yeah. And I want to ask you one last thing. Okay. What did you do this morning to fill up your teacup? Oh, or to add that. to your teacup? So, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have a whole lots of things to say, but I have to say <laughs> that this laughter. Oh, right. Us yes. just being together, mm-hmm. doing this, mm-hmm. before we actually were able to get on air, yes. I think we laughed and cried with laughter tears. Of right. Course. <laughs> it's out. still there. It's still there. <laughs> And, and yes. that totally fills my cup because mm-hmm. we also know that laughter is healing. So thank mm-hmm. you for being here doing this with me. So oh I'm not chucking and yes. trying to do this on my own, yes. right? Yes, and awesome. I would have to say that tops for sure my singing in the car, but that was what I did. <laughs> There's no I self-judgment. Did. No judgment. No, Are right? you kidding? <laughs> totally singing? I love but it. Singing, yes. Okay. And we're going to sing together. All right, we're going to okay. sing together. Not right this to. second. No. <laughs> <laughs> Harmonize. <laughs> like and share please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover until next time ask yourself how are you going to embrace you first today for more podcasts check out embraceyoufirst.com and follow us on instagram facebook and youtube